0: You know what's missing in our culture? Courtesies. Those words of respect, graciousness, and sincere regard at the beginning of a conversation, a visit, a letter. So much is often said in those first few words if you only listen. Welcome to First 15, where we listen to God and respond to his word in a personal way. I'm Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. All of us are followers here. We're learning to follow and listen to God, to respond to him and then to live out the truth of his word in our lives. If you're new here, I invite you to follow or subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast provider. You're in the right place to grow your faith. In season four, we're going to pray through a few New Testament letters. In episode one, we read through Paul's letter to Philemon and his appeal for Onesimus, his slave, and also a new believer, so that he would be set free. Today, we're going to start reading and praying through the letter to the Colossians. The intent of our podcast is to apply the truth of God's message beyond the first 15 minutes to the rest of your life. We follow a four-step process. There's more details about that at wordofprayer.com. That's with dashes. I mentioned before a few of the challenges and blessings that come with reading letters in the New Testament. One of the challenges is we're reading someone else's mail. And we only get one side of a two-way conversation. However, God speaks to us today as we listen in on these early conversations between Christ followers of the first century. Also, there are some real blessings that come from the practical instruction and the theological truths that are shared in the New Testament letters. And today we get to see an example of how Paul prays for other people. Let's begin by listening to the first part of Colossians 1 now. Colossians 1, verses 1 through 14. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus through the will of God and brother Timothy, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. We have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have toward all the saints. The faith and love is because of the hope which is laid up for you in the heavens, of which you heard before in the word of truth, the good news, which has come to you. The good news is spreading in all the world and is bearing fruit and growing just as it does in you ever since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth, learning it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, who is a faithful servant of Christ on your behalf. He declared to us your love in the spirit for this reason. Since the day we heard about this, we also haven't stopped praying for you and asking God that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. We also ask that you may walk worthily of the Lord, to please Him in all ways, to bear fruit in every good work, and to grow in the knowledge of God all of this so you will be strengthened with all power in line with the might of his glory leading to all endurance and perseverance with joy give thanks to the father who qualified you to take part in the inheritance of the saints in light who delivered us out of the realm of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have our redemption the forgiveness of our sins. I'm reading from a translation that I did from the Greek New Testament. I encourage you to read the Bible in different versions or translations so you can pick up on some of the different ways of how God's Word can be expressed or interpreted to us. Now, as we consider Colossians 1, First, let's just notice a few facts. Paul and Timothy co-wrote this letter to Christians in Colossae. It's a small Greek city in Phrygia, which is in modern-day Turkey. Colossae is just over 100 miles east and inland from Ephesus, where Paul spent a considerable time. Now, Ephesus was right on the coast. It was a port city. And we know from the book of Acts that Paul spent a couple of years there, and he passed through there several times. And it was a major city in the Roman Empire, a major city of Asia. In point of fact, it was at the end of the Silk Road that linked to the east. Colossae was on the trade route that linked Ephesus with the cities in the Middle East and in Eastern Asia. So... Colossae was actually well known for its high-grade wool and for its agricultural products. Most likely, Epaphras is from Colossae, or one of the nearby towns, and he became a Christian under Paul while in Ephesus, and then carried the gospel back to Colossae. We'll hear later that Paul had not actually visited the believers in Colossae. Paul wrote letters for a number of reasons, and often he drops clues in the opening prayer or thanksgiving of a letter. In the opening greetings, Paul mentions the faith and love of the Colossian Christians and their hope, which is based on the gospel or the good news of Jesus Christ. Starting in verse 9 with the thanksgiving, we get more of an idea of what's on Paul's mind as he shares what he is praying for on behalf of the Colossians. I'll read it again, verses 9 through 14. For this reason, since the day we heard this, we also haven't stopped praying for you and asking God that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. We also ask that you may walk worthily of the Lord to please Him in all ways, to bear fruit in every good work and grow in the knowledge of God. All this so you'll be strengthened with all power, in line with the might of His glory, leading to all endurance and perseverance with joy. Give thanks to the Father who qualified you to take part in the inheritance of the saints in light, who delivered us out of the realm of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have our redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. That's powerful. Paul is asking for God to fill the believers with spiritual wisdom and understanding, not head knowledge, but The kind of wisdom that shows in the way you live, that bears fruit in the things you do. The point is not to gain wisdom so you look smart, but so that you stay on the path and give thanks to God, praise Him, and point people to who He is, because our salvation rests in Him. And that's saying a lot. That is such a powerful prayer. I remember when I was 22, I moved to Singapore right after college. When I got to the airport in Midland, Texas, I was surprised by a group of people from my church who drove the hour and a half from my hometown to send me off at the airport. Someone in that group read these verses from Colossians 1 as their prayer for me, a parting word of blessing and a charge to me. I've never forgotten it. Paul prays for the Colossians to be filled with knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Now that's both head and heart, filled with God's truth. He also prays that they walk worthy of the Lord, bearing fruit in good works. That's feet and hands, all expressing God's truth. And finally, he prays they will be strengthened with power, that they will endure with patience and be filled with joy. That's the will, emotions, and spirit. So my question to you is, where do you need filling with God's truth? Is it in your head or heart, your feet or your hands, your will Your emotions or spirit? If you know, make that your prayer today. God, fill me in my heart. Fill me in my emotions. Fill me with your truth in my spirit. If you don't know the answer, though, I suggest that you start with the head and the heart, where Paul starts. Pray for God to give you knowledge, wisdom, and understanding and ask God to fill you with more of that. And whatever you've received, wherever you have gotten your fill, make it your job to share some of that with others today. Paul and Timothy and Epaphras show us by their example that whatever you've received from God, pour some of that out into the lives of others. That is a sure way to grow spiritually. Pray with me, please. God, I learned so much listening to and reading the prayers of those more mature than I am in the faith. Thank you for saving this letter and letting me hear how Paul and Timothy pray. God, you've delivered me from darkness and put me into the kingdom of your son, King Jesus, who is the source of of all wisdom. Help me grow in knowledge and understanding, in practice of the truth, and in productive labor for you. Strengthen me with power, patience, and give me joy. I'm grateful to know the gospel. Help me share some of this good news with others today. Amen. There are so many ways to apply the truth from this verse today. How about writing out a verse from Colossians 1, verse 1 through 14, and reading over it five or ten times today? Meditate on the words, on the truth of the words, the kid like thoughts that come up for you as you do that. Maybe you could also pray for someone else who needs some part of this prayer to be prayed over their life, just like those older Christians prayed for me, the young 22 version of myself, as I was going off, leaving home, and going far away to the other side of the world. Be creative and let the Holy Spirit guide you in how to take this truth and apply it to your life. If you're enjoying praying God's Word and you'd like to go a little deeper in Bible study into Colossians and Philemon, we have a study resource for you. Christ Supreme is a study resource for you to explore deeper into God's Word. For details, go to wordofprayer.com. Again, that's with dashes. Or you can visit our Facebook page at Word of Prayer 15. Remember to check out the show notes from this episode for more helpful resources, including a novel that I found called Twice Freed, which is a great little read that really brings alive, in an imaginative way, the background of Colossae and the people that are named in the letters to the Colossians and to Philemon. For today, we give thanks to you, God, and we praise you for what you have done for us strengthen us and help us grow in you today. Amen.